your big potential customer, the one you've been thinking about for weeks, finally gives you the go-ahead and says, okay, send us your quote. Uh Uh-oh. What do you put in that quote? What if it's too short? What if it's too long? What if you listen up? Welcome to episode 41 of the Technology Bradcast. Welcome to another episode of the Technology Bradcast. I'm Brad Gross, attorney to MSPs nationwide, self-proclaimed Sultan of Service Contracts, and your host for the next few minutes. I'm glad you're here as we explore the question of content, but not just any content. I'm talking about the content that should be in your quotes, your statements of work, your work orders, call it what you want. I'm going to call it quotes, your quotes. We're going to explore why you need to put a good degree of care into drafting the quotes that you're sending to your customers and how those quotes should be worded. So why is this important? Why should we care about how we word quotes that we're sending to our customers? I mean, after all, your quote is just a description of the services you're going to provide and the cost for those services and the timing. I mean, it's not the Magna Carta. It's not the Mona Lisa of documents. It's, it's just a summary, a receipt, right? Wrong. You know what your quote really is? It's the most important document you will ever have when it comes to managing your customers' expectations about your services. Managing expectations. And why is that important? Why should an MSP, why should you worry about managing your customers' expectations? I mean, your services are what they are, right? If I'm providing you with a security solution or a disaster recovery uh, solution, well, those services are whatever I say they are, and the customer can either take it or leave it, right? Nope. Let me tell you this. The most expensive, the most belligerent, vicious battles between MSPs and their customers virtually always result from mismanaged expectations. Many people think that expensive court battles and arbitrations are the result of a failure of an MSP to provide a service. Like if I said I was going to give you a security solution and I didn't, and you were injured, and as a result, uh, you, you got damages, and here we are. That's not it. Would you be surprised to learn that in the 20 plus years that I have been representing service providers, in the thousands of matters that I have seen involving MSP-related disputes, only a small handful, like maybe 1% or less, involved a situation where a service was promised but not delivered? You know where the disputes virtually always arise? Mismanaged expectations. All right, let me give you an example. Let's say you're providing a backup solution for me, for my my law office, and your quote says, uh, one backup solution for two servers and 30 workstations. Here's the price, up to a terabyte of uh, backup space. Uh, We'll retain it on a 60-day rolling basis, a one-year deal, auto-renewed, sign here. Sound good, right? Do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see the mismanaged expectation? It's right in front of your face. No? Okay. Let me play it out. I call you at 10 in the morning, and I tell you the following. 
one of my biggest clients is coming into the office in 15 minutes. My associate just told me that all of that client's files, they're not in the system. They're gone. We don't know why. They're gone. But I need them in, in, in 15 minutes. It's about 100 megs of files. So restore those files to my hard drive. Get it in the next 15 minutes. Uh, get that done. Thanks. Will you be able to do that? How could you possibly know? For example, you don't even know why the files disappeared. Maybe uh, they were accidentally deleted, or maybe my system is infected with malware, right? Maybe there's a silent hard disk error that caused the files to disappear. Maybe I have an infrastructure problem that would make it virtually impossible for you to restore those files to the original location. By the way, do you even have a technician available, uh, available on, on that kind of notice, 15-minute notice, to do what I, your customer, am demanding. See, here's the thing. If you can't accommodate my demand, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, let's say you respond to me by saying, look, Brad, there are a lot of reasons why your files may have disappeared. I, I don't have the technicians available at this moment to look into those reasons, but I could get those files to you later today. Hmm. What do you think I'm going to say? Do you think I'm going to say, oh, gee, let me know what works for you. Let me know when you're available to accommodate my needs. Is that what you think is going to happen? No, no, no. That's not what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to say to you, listen, don't give me this crap. You can't get my files to me in the next 15. Or actually, now it's 14 minutes. This is what I pay you guys to do. Your quote, which I signed, I have it in front of me, says that you're going to back up my stuff and I can get it back. And that's why I hired you. I didn't hire you to give me my stuff back when you're ready to do it. I hired you for situations like this when it's raining, right? Rainy days, well, it's raining. And you know what? If you can't get my stuff back to me in the next 14 minutes. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not paying you for the services this month. And in fact, you know what? I'm terminating my services at the end of this month because you are not able to deliver on the most important aspect of my relationship with you. That's what I'm going to do. You see, that's reality. That's what happens when you send out a quote that gives the bare minimum description of the service and you expect that the customer will just understand the rest of it. The reality is that your customer will either not understand or alternatively will write the rest of the story using a scenario that's most favorable for the customer. You don't like it? Welcome to litigation. The most vicious and expensive type of battle, which is where, where we find ourselves now, where both parties think they're right. MSP says, I never promised you that I could get it to you that quickly. And the customer says, you never said you couldn't. Want to avoid that? Let's talk about your quotes and what they should say and how they should be organized. And in order to do that, in order to give you this wisdom, I need to shift gears. I'm going to spend the next few minutes talking about buying a TV. Yep, a TV. What does that have to do with your quotes? Maybe everything. Get ready to rock your whole world now. Here we go. Let's say you want to buy another television. You already have one. You want to buy the same TV. So you say to yourself, where did I buy that TV? And how long ago did I buy it? How much did I pay for that TV? And how many of these did I buy when I got that one? To answer those questions, you would pull out the receipt. The receipt tells you these things, right? It says, I bought it at Best Buy. I bought it on this date about a year ago. It's a Samsung model, whatever. I paid X dollars for it. Great. But 
If you said to yourself, before I buy this TV again, how do I program the remote to work with my sound bar and the cable box? And how do I change the resolution of this set? You can't look at the receipt. The receipt doesn't tell you that information. What tells you that information? Answer, the service manual. The service manual for the TV tells you what the TV does, how it works. It tells you all about the functions of your TV. It manages your expectations. So the receipt tells us some things. The user manual tells us other things. So the question I have for you is this. Should your quote be a receipt or should it be a user manual? It's a tough question, right? What do you think? If it's a receipt, well, that's nice because it's short, it's to the point, right? It tells you what you're getting and for how much and, 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 and so forth, but it's not going to manage your customer's expectations. It's not going to tell your customer all about the nitty gritty details. It's not going to tell them how long it takes to restore files or the process it's going to take to restore files like I gave you in that, in that hypothetical. It's not going to do that. So a receipt doesn't work. Well, how about a user manual? What if we put enough stuff in there so that your quote is a user manual. Well, that's wonderful because now you're explaining in great detail everything about your service. And if you do that for all of your services, there's no, there's no guesswork here. You've explained everything. What's the problem? Your quote is now 50 pages long. And the, 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 the pure length, the, the, the length and the depth to which you have explained things might itself raise questions for your customers as they go through it and start thinking about, oh, will it do this? Will it do that? And you're going to raise the bar of entry for your customers. I don't want that either. So what do we do? It can't be a receipt. It can't be a user manual. What do we do? Answer, it's kind of a trick question. You do both. So follow me on this. Follow me on this, this idea. What if your company had a user manual that explains everything that your company does? Just like a user manual for a TV, where the user manual explains all the features and functions of all the TVs that the company sells, and then it says something to the effect of, whatever model you have, these are the functions and features you get. Well, what if you had a user manual for your company services? If we are providing you with our backup and disaster recovery service, here's what you get. If we're giving you uh, dark web monitoring, here's what you get. Now, that user manual could be used in conjunction with your quote. The quote could be like a receipt. What you're giving the customer, how much it's going to cost, the initial duration of the service. And the idea is that the rest of it would be explained in your user manual. So your quote could begin with, the services that are described in this quote are defined and governed and clarified by our service guide that you either attach or maybe you even post it online, like in a SharePoint type site, so people can't just stumble upon it. Think about that. What if your quote was both a receipt that relied on and referenced a user manual? What would we do then? We would manage our customer's expectations. We would explain everything that the customer is going to get in as much detail as you want, but we're not throwing it in the quote so the quote doesn't become 50 pages long. We're managing expectations, we're explaining things, and we're giving the customer the option to read that if he or she wants to. The same way that televisions, when you buy them, come with a user manual that you may want to read or maybe you don't want to read. That's up to you, but at least it's there if you need it. 
think about that, a revolutionary concept. I admit it is one that I am preaching and have been preaching for about a year now. Think about a user manual and your quote. That is how you're going to manage expectations. That is how you can write the perfect quote because you can lay out what services you're going to provide and, you know, maybe a sentence or two about what those services are and so on. And then the rest of it, well, the rest of it is in your user manual. How long should that manual be? I don't know. You can make it as long as you want because quite candidly, it doesn't really matter. I mean, as long as you explain the services in that manual, you explain them clearly and people are able to locate and map the service that's in the quote to the entry in the user manual doesn't really matter how long the user manual is. You're managing expectations. So everyone who's listening to this, I want you to think about that now. Revolutionary concept. What should your quote say? Your quote should be closer to a receipt, but that's not the end of the story. It should, it should rely on and reference a user manual, a service guide that explains what you're doing and how you're doing it. You do that. Well, You're going to have a real good relationship with your customer. Your customer will understand everything you're doing, and you're going to avoid situations where your customer turns around and says, you didn't explain that to me. And of course, you you can avoid sending out very lengthy quotes, uh, and you make your quoting system and your whole quoting process so much more streamlined. That's what I want you to do. I want you to give very serious thought to how you're going to change those quotes in the future, how you're going to manage customer expectation. I want you to think about creating a user manual for your company. If you have questions, you know what to do. Give us a ring, 954-217-6225, or email us, uh, brad at bradleygross.com, info at bradleygross.com. Reach out. We're here for you. If you have questions, we have answers. So that's it for this week. We will see you on the next Technology Bradcast. 